Hey guys, I'm Manali. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to Three Faith Podcast. Where we share insight on how to keep your faith in God strong through dating, school, and just life in general. We are so thankful that you're joining us on our podcast episode today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Three Faith Podcast for updates on when we release a new episode and for more content. Hey guys, I'm Hannah and I'm a co-host of the Through Faith Podcast. And I'm Anali, the other co-host. And if you're joining us for the first time this episode, this is actually our last episode of the season. Um, and this episode is going to be, like we said, the very first episode, I believe, is that um, the last one was going to be a very special one. This one is our testimonies. And I say it's special. It's not like that special. It's just like kind of... You know, telling your testimony is never easy, so it's just kind of something that's like, this is a more vulnerable, like, raw episode, because I personally have never just told somebody my testimony before, so this is a little bit more difficult, might be a little bit lengthier, um, you know, but yeah, that's just, you know, we'll kind of dig into that more later, but we're going to be talking about our testimonies today, so, yeah. Um... If you haven't already, we do have uh, seven episodes before this, and um, just wanted to tell you a little bit about them before we got into the major stuff. Uh, the first one that we came out with was how to wait well, and it just is talking about how to wait well through whatever season that you're going through. And we were so nervous in that episode. We <laughs> you were. can tell a difference from like now, like even just in eight weeks, the first episode, like we were so giggly and we couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. So if you want kind of a good laugh, but a good message at the same time, listen to that first one. For sure. It's a feel good episode. Yeah. Um, the second one that we came out with was uh, Back to School Blues, and it just talks about the struggles of being in school. Oh, I love that episode, actually. I do, too. It was, it was a word. There was yeah. a bunch of words in that one. Yeah. Um, the third one was Dating Deal Breakers, where me and Hannah talk about um, what our dating deal breakers were in uh, looking for relationships, or in dating and looking for relationships. Um, the, what was that, the fourth one? Yeah, the fourth one was... Um, setting yourself apart from the world and just how to live for God in your daily life and through school and work. Um, the third, or, oh my gosh, fifth one was words of wisdom <laughs> and we, uh, interviewed my grandparents and just, Oh, that was our favorite episode. If you listen to any favorite. episode or so far at all, <laughs> if you, wait, yeah, if you listen to any of them, please listen to that it's one. It's a real a good, life, a real life sweet love story. Yes, for sure. Um, our sixth one was dating deal makers and it was just kind of contrasting the dating deal breakers where what our green lights were for, or green lights are for dating. And then our one from last week talks about the fruits of the spirit and how, what it means to live out the fruits and, um, what each of them mean, what each of them mean and how to apply them into your relationships and friendships Mm -hmm. and things. Yeah. Yeah, so if you haven't, like, listened to those already, go ahead and give those a listen if you would like. Um, The reason that we're doing the testimony episode last is because we wanted you guys to kind of, like, see kind of how we are, hear, like, bits and pieces of, like, our story. Like, we kind of talk a little bit about struggles in high school and the back-to-school blues, but we haven't really gone into full detail, which we kind of will in this episode. But we wanted to give you guys kind of, like, you know, a little bit of a feel of, you know, who we are and, like, how mine and Manali's friendship is like and, you know, 
how we just kind of uplift each other. We wanted you guys to see that before we actually told you our story. So we are going to get into that today. Um, like I said, this is the last episode of the season. And as far as when we will be back, we've discussed that we think it would be good for us to take, like we're, we're probably going to take a few weeks off. We don't know, like we've discussed how many we should take, but we don't know how many we are. Um, so what we're going to do is we're really going to use this break in time to really just kind of figure out how we want next season to look. Um, we're trying to figure out like, um, oh, do people want these kind of episodes or do they like this category more? You know, we're not really, we're not really sure. And we just have a lot to think about. And if you guys would do us a favor and just keep up with our Instagram, because we're going to be doing probably a good bit of polls soon to see what you guys want to hear from us and all that. Um, and like I said, we're working on like a little photo shoot to be able to, um, you know, so you guys don't have to see the same picture over and over again on the feed. Um, but yeah, we have a lot to work on. We're really excited for the coming weeks and we're excited for this episode and we are going to skip the question of the week. So sad. I know. It's my favorite part. <laughs> Even though we really stress over what to ask every week, it's kind of like a good little break for us to not have to stress to figure out what we're going to ask that week. Um, mm -hmm. But we might change that too in the second season. I don't know. We'll we'll see what, what works best. But um, yeah, we're just going to kind of go ahead and dive into our testimonies. So to kind of go ahead and get started with mine, I'm just going to start... Um, you know, whenever I was younger, I always grew up in church and everything. Um, my parents brought my sister and I to church every Sunday, and we went to Sunday school for the most part, and then we went to what we called big church. Um, and the, I liked my church, but the only thing about it was the youth group there wasn't very strong. Um, so the only thing that I really lacked in whenever I was younger was kind of that like youth community. Um, and I didn't really have any like friends as far as church-wise goes, and that'll kind of come into play a little bit later, but we just didn't really have that sort of strong youth at our church. And I will say something that I admired with my parents is that most of the things that I really learned, I more so got from my parents. Um, if I knew something from the Bible stories, I got it from my dad who was a very strong spiritual leader and he still is and that's something that I'm very grateful to have had growing up and he was very um, knowledgeable when it came to the bible and bible stories so anything that I learned or that I knew really came from my dad and really whenever I was younger I didn't really think that I had like a strong testimony or I thought that I had kind of a deeper relationship with God um, just because I did all the things I went to church um when I got older, I started going to Wednesday night church at a different church, and um, I didn't really have that, like, just deep relationship with God, even though I thought that I did, because I just kind of went through the motions with everything. So that was just kind of where my spiritual life stood, and my relationship with God stood just really until high school, um, and I didn't really see anything wrong with that, and I just thought that kind of being a Christian was pretty easy if I just did all the things, um, and there wasn't really much to it. I thought because I came from a Christian family that I was just always a Christian, and that's just kind of what I thought, and that was where my spiritual life was at the time. And on the other hand, I have been a dancer, or I was a dancer, all the way from about three years old until about 18 years old. And kind of the story with that is 
from about three years old until um, about middle school, I took dance classes, and I guess I would, I kind of consider myself as not the best dancer out there, but I was at least trained, and, you know, compared to my sister a little bit, my sister was this just natural athlete. Um, Ever since she was younger, she's about six years older than me, so she's my older sister, and I really, you know, looked up to her, and I really, really admired her ability. She had such a natural talent. She was a gymnast. She was a cheerleader. And I really, really admired her natural strength and ability. But at the same time, I was sort of jealous. Um, you know, compared to me, I was this small child. I still am. I've always been naturally tiny, whereas my sister was very strong just naturally. And she was just so good at everything that she did. So then around about middle school, I ended up trying out for my middle school dance team at the school that I was at, and I ended up making it my seventh and eighth grade year, and, you know, I just kind of thought that this was always how life was going to be. I thought because I was a trained dancer and, you know, I had all the stuff that was required, I thought that I would just make any team that I had tried out for because I was confident. And then things sort of changed a little bit whenever I got to high school. But before I get to that, I wanted to kind of touch on what I would consider pretty much the hardest years whenever it came to school for myself, which were about like 8th, ninth, and about 10th grade year. And during this time period, I was very, very insecure. Like I said, I was very tiny compared to everybody else and I had a lot of insecurities that started to arise and come to play and a lot of comparisons started happening and anybody who's in middle school, I know that it's hard. They were some of the hardest years in my life and um, everybody else, it seemed, knew my insecurities and I would kind of get picked on a lot and more by that mean girl stage. Um, I had lots of girls in my grade who weren't very nice to me. And that was around like my eighth grade year. And so that just really made me insecure. So really the only thing I had to kind of escape from school was dance. Because like I said, you know, as far as church goes, my church before this time period of going to Wednesday night church at a different church, my personal one did not have a strong youth group, like I said. So I didn't go to Wednesday night church there. So I didn't really have that as really an escape from school or life, really. And so dance was mainly my escape from things. So after eighth grade year, going into high school, I wanted to try out for my dance team. And I ended up not making it. And I was devastated. I was so upset. It felt like one of the only things that I had left. And come to find out, I ended up not making the team because I was too small. That um, really hit me hard because it wasn't even because it was of my ability. It was just because I was too tiny. And that was already an insecurity of mine going into it. So being a dancer, you know, you kind of have a little, a little bit more of a tough skin or you have to have tough skin um, because teachers and coaches, they'll just tell you flat out that, oh, you can't do this because of how your body is or you can't do this because you look differently than any, everybody else. So that really upset me and I was really upset about that for a really long time. 
Um, but I did start to make a few changes and I didn't quit and I didn't give up. I decided to still keep doing dance. I just switched studios because I felt like I might have gotten more training there. And then I really felt myself um, improve greatly. And I thought, even despite my size, that I could finally make the team. So um, come around the end of about 10th grade year, tryouts happened again, and I decided to go ahead and try out again, really having high hopes, and then I got rejected yet again. And this was really, really, really hard for me again, and I started struggling with um, rejection issues, and that kind of comes into play to kind of how I am now. I've always been very success-oriented, um, and that's one of my biggest flaws is I obsess over success and I hate failure, and I have a huge fear of failing or being rejected. So after that, I made the decision that I didn't want to try out again after that, but I still wanted to continue to dance because it was one of the only things I had, and it was still my escape, and I had different goals now. They just shifted, and now I was just shooting for college. So I was like, well, I'm never going to make this school dance team because I'm too small, so I'm never going to make it. So I really, really strived for college. And one thing that I want to go ahead and point out that um, is me and Manali met whenever we were in the fifth grade, but we really didn't start to become friends until about the seventh grade. And you'll kind of hear that in her podcast episode as well. But one of the things that I had mentioned was that she and I really had the same morals and values ever since a young age. And we kind of grew up together. Our families were similar and we really only had each other because we never really grew up in that party area. We never really were into the whole drinking thing, strictly because of our morals and values, and we just weren't ever really interested in that crowd. So she and I really leaned on each other during the high school years, um, some of the middle school years, and especially now on into college. But I did want to go ahead and point that out because we didn't just have a lot of friends. We really only had each other. So it was really helpful to have that one friend that was really there for you. And we helped pick each other up when the other one was down. And I just wanted to mention that. So to put a pause on that and in the midst of all of this happening. So the timeline is now around 10th, 11th and 12th grade year of high school and relationship wise, I had only been in one other relationship before I met this one guy, and this was right before my senior year, and I met this guy who I had known previously, but we had never really connected on more than a friendship level, and long story short, we end up um, going on a date, and then we ended up dating. From a really early time into our relationship, and honestly, way too early, um, he instantly became my idol, and unintentionally, I started putting him before my relationship with God, which was already setting us up for failure, because I thought that he was a good Christian guy, because he went to church every Sunday, he said that he believed in God, and I just thought that that was where it ended. I thought... But that was what a good Christian guy was. I didn't think it went any deeper than that just because that's what I had always known. So immediately I thought this would be my last relationship and I was just confident 
and um, this was the person that God had planned out for me. After about five months of our relationship, we ended up having some family that was a little bit toxic and decided to get involved in our relationship. Um, And being so young in high school, um, it was really unfair, but that was just what our circumstances consisted of. So our relationship with each other um, started to become rocky. And after that, this was around the time that we were graduating high school. So after we graduated, we quickly learned that we would be going to different colleges. Now, to go ahead and put a pause on that story, I want to go back to my dance story. During the last two years of high school, I really strived to make a college dance team, so this really meant that I had to amp up my training, so I did. Um, My junior year, I ended up double teaming at the dance team I was on in hopes to get even more training and really just double my training because I was really, really wanting to make a college dance team. And then come senior year, I knew that tryouts were coming up and I really, really started being hard on myself. I restricted things that I ate and I only really drank water and I was really, really hard on myself because I was determined that I wasn't going to not make a team because of my size or because I was too small. I wasn't going to make it. I wanted to be strictly on my ability. I at least just wanted to know that. So after training so intensely and everything like that, I ended up trying out for my dance team and I ended up making it at the one college that I tried out for. And I was so excited because I had wanted to go to college here. That was just my dream was to make a college dance team. And I did. And I felt like I had finally proven it to myself. That was what I really got out of it, was that I had just proven it to myself. So my boyfriend at the time was going to a completely different college to play his own sport. So um, we knew that that was going to be hard, but we just thought that it would work out and it'd be fine. Well, very quickly, things started to come crumbling down. The family issues in our relationship started to skyrocket. Um my relationship with God started to fall. And not only that, my boyfriend at the time, his relationship with God that I thought he had, that he really didn't in the first place, um, it started to come crumbling down as well. And he even started to get involved in things that I did not want to get involved in. So one day, what seemed like completely out of the, the blue, my at the time boyfriend broke up with me completely random. And I had never experienced a heartbreak before until now. And I really got in a bad place. I was completely heartbroken. I didn't eat for about three days or so. Um, If it weren't for my family, um, it probably would have been longer than that. And like I said before, I was already a tiny person. So losing weight for me really was not a good thing at all. Um, And I really had friends and family that would bring me food and stuff to kind of make me eat. And I was so upset because I had replaced this person with where God should have been in my life. So it hurt a lot, lot more than it probably would have had I not done that. So after a few weeks, the initial heartbreak 
started to get a little bit better. And if you've listened to Manali's story, you'll hear the timeline that our breakup timelines really kind of aligned a little bit. Um, and our stories are very similar. So around that time, Manali was also going through her breakup. So we really had each other to really lean on and get each other through it. Um, but the only problem was after going to the same school our whole life, I was going away to college to stay on campus and she was staying here at home and going to a different college campus. That was just how it worked out for us and we didn't really see any way around it. So after everything had happened, I ended up learning that my now ex-boyfriend had been lying to me almost the whole time in our relationship, or at least for the most part. And I didn't know that until way later on, and so that just piled on to the hurt that I felt and my heartbreak. But as excited for college, I was excited for a change. I just wanted something new. So I moved into my dorm, and I had a good roommate who I'm still friends with now. And, you know, me and her kind of did a lot together at college, and I thought everything was great. I had a good time. I had a good start to college, even though I was still kind of sad about my breakup. I tried not to focus on it. Um, I was really excited to be dancing again. As with a team, I got to dance at football games and, um, you know, everything like that. And I was just, I was so excited to finally be away. After a few weeks of being at college, My then ex-boyfriend reached out to me after months of not talking, and long story short, I kind of got suckered back in, and we started dating again. And I really tried to convince myself and everybody else that he had changed, and, you know, this was for sure the guy that God had sent out for me, and I really just gave him another chance. And so, as almost as soon as we got back together... Things were really bad. Not only were they bad, they were 10 times worse than they ever were before. It was like he was a completely different person and he was participating in things that I never wanted to and he knew I didn't want to. Um, So that really caused a lot of tension between um, us and our relationship. And almost every day we were arguing and it was just, it quickly became very toxic. And at the same time, I was deceiving myself because I had finally digging deeper into my relationship with God. I had finally had a hold on what I knew I wanted in a guy, and I knew exactly what I needed to look for, and it went deeper than somebody who just went to church on Sunday. I knew that, but I deceived myself, and I even told God that I know that he's changed. I know you've brought him back to me, so I know that he's changed now. So... Also, at the same time, I had some people in my ear telling me that if you love him, you'll stay with him, you'll get through this hard season. So I started to kind of believe that. And on the other hand, I had other people telling me, you got to let go, you don't deserve this, this isn't the person God has for you. So I was kind of torn between the two, but I did decide to stick through it. I just let the toxicity become my norm, and I just allowed it to happen. So back at college... Um, We were kind of making like the long distance thing work, or so I thought, and I quickly started to get burnt burnt out. 
Um, I got burnt out with dance. I got burnt out with school. And I decided that I just didn't like it anymore. I was getting so tired every single day. I missed home for somebody who wasn't normally homesick, who wasn't really bad at being away from home. I just felt like this urge, like I couldn't even tell you where it came from, that like you need to go home. And never in a million years would I have thought that. I had worked about five or six years to even make a dance team at a college and now I have this urge to go home. It was it was weird. So um, we had two separate teams for my dance team. We had a fall team and a spring team. And tryouts for spring were coming up. And I had thought about not trying out. But I was like, no. Like, I'm excited for this season. I'm going to go ahead and try out. I tried out. I ended up making the team again. And the very next morning was our first practice. And I woke up the next morning. And I decided quit and I couldn't tell you why I love dance I love the dance team but for some reason I felt the sudden urge to quit I almost heard this whisper in my ear of God saying you you need to come home you have responsibilities at home you don't need to be here anymore you know this this was where you were supposed to be at first but now, now I don't want you here and I know it's abrupt but I just I don't want you here anymore so it was an extremely hard decision and in the coming days after talking to my parents, we decided to go to my dorm. We packed everything up. Um, I said goodbye to my teammates and everything. And we packed everything up. And I moved home. And then, at the same time, because I was idolizing the person that I had gotten back together with, I was idolizing him so much that I thought and believed that we had like future plans together. And so I thought by coming home and, you know, doubling up on classes and deciding to graduate early from my community college and getting to a university faster, I thought that that meant we could, um, you know, our relationship could go from there. And I really thought this would speed the process up and really in the back of my mind, I was just hoping that it could get him out of college even more so that I wouldn't have to not trust him anymore and he wouldn't participate in all the things and activities that he was doing. So then around Christmas time, I was probably at my lowest point in my relationship at the time and I had just come home from college and I was really sad because I didn't know where life was going. Well, then I got to go to my last Christmas party with the girls on my dance team and I went and I had the best time and then um, I cried whenever I left and I just told everybody that I'd missed them and then I got in the car and it was a really like, you know, backwoods drive and there wasn't much to the drive or anything and I just started crying on my way home. And I said, God, I'm, I'm so unhappy. I just, I don't understand. I'm like, why, why do you have me here? Why is this guy, why, why aren't you molding him into a good Christian guy? Why, why is this what you have for me? Why are you sending me home? I love dance. Why are you giving me this urge to come home? Why am I doubling up on all my classes? Why am I going home? Like, what am I doing with my life? And I really just didn't have much hope. Well, then, um, a few days before Christmas, um, I found out that I was being um, extremely lied to by my boyfriend, and I felt really betrayed, and I just knew. Um, I didn't want to, but I knew God was saying, you have to let go. You have to do this. You have to break up with him. So I did. I called him up, and 
I broke up with him. I was really, really upset still, but it wasn't nearly as hard the first time because I had been through it before. And um, before even that had happened, I remember seeing something on social media with somebody who was actually um, an acquaintance of my um, boyfriend at the time. And I remember seeing um, the things about him and the stuff that he was involved in, what he was doing. I really, I really just admired that. And I was like, you know, I, I just feel like this is what I want in my boyfriend. I was like, I, I want him to be like this. I was like, I want him to be a man of God. That, that's what I want. And I finally, I understood that. But like I said, we ended up breaking up for the final time and I handled it a lot better this time. So if you'll hear Manali's testimony, you'll know that finally we were in the same walks of life. Um, she felt like she went through a season of loneliness, but it was just her and God. And she had actually been praying for a friend that she could just have during college. And she said it was crazy because around the same time, um, you said that you were moving back home. And she said it just felt like an answered prayer. So after that, things started to add up. I have some uh, cousins of mine who are exactly like family um, and who I felt like I needed to take more of a responsibility in leading and being there for them when they needed me. And that started to come into play. Things started looking like, you know, this, this might be where God wants me, actually. And so I actually started taking on those responsibilities and Manali and I, we ended up getting a gym membership. We felt like at the time that was like really all we had because we didn't do much. And I didn't mention this before, but the pain is a lot harder in a breakup whenever, you know, you're not involved in parties, when you don't drink, you don't have anything to numb the pain. All you have is dealing with what is right in front of you and you're dealing with the worst heartache. Um, at least that's what it feels like at the time. So... You know, we started healing ourselves. Like I said, we went to the gym. Um, I finally reconnected my relationship with God, but it was on an extremely deeper level than ever before. I started understanding what it meant to have God in the center of a relationship. I knew what I had to do to build myself as a Christian woman before I could even consider dating anybody who was a man of God. So I was still kind of like not content with where I was. I was still questioning God and you know wh why did you put me through that like I, I know I'm doing all these things now but I was just almost angry with God I was like why did you put me through that what did I learn from that I just didn't really understand so the deeper my relationship with God strengthened the more I started to understand and the more uh, the desires on my heart started to shift a little bit and then finally after about two months of us bringing up for the final time I got this weird, overwhelming peace, and I was very content with where I was in life. I prayed that whoever God would send to me next, that he would just be a man of God, and that God would make it so clear um, with who he wanted me to be with next. I even ended up praying to God and asking him, you know, I, I recognize my dad as a spiritual leader when I was younger. Like, I want that in the guy that I'm with next. I want that to be him when he's my husband one day. I want that to be him whenever we have a family. I want him to have that that spiritual leadership. And and I just prayed for these qualities that, you know, the guy I was with next might carry. And at the same time, I had a lot of people telling me, Hannah, you're just so mature for your age. You need you need somebody way older than you. I mean, really just just way older. 
and I believe that. I was like, yeah, you're right. Like, I don't even need to be interested in guys my age or younger. Like, it only needs to be older guys. So I kind of started filtering who it was that I even gave the time of my day to. I didn't have all of these other guys in my phone like I had once had before to kind of, you know, numb the pain and just distract myself. This time, I didn't talk to anybody, really at all. Even if they talked to me, I just didn't really talk to them unless I saw any kind of anything in them. I just really, you know, I was nice when I had to be, but I just was really careful about who I gave the time of day to. Well, um, one day in, I want to say the end of like January of this year, I ended up coming across an Instagram page and I saw somebody share something about a podcast and that podcast was called the Lackadar Podcast. (laughs) And um, shout out to them because I still listen to them and you're about to find out why. And I noticed that the same guy who I had seen that was friends with my then ex-boyfriend or acquaintances with my ex-boyfriend then before, um... I noticed that he was actually one of the co-hosts for that podcast, and he had just released a testimony episode that he had done. Um, And so I ended up following the page, and almost immediately they followed me back. And then, you know, not to embarrass him or anything, but a few minutes after that, um, Jackson actually reached out to me. He didn't say anything, but that's a different story for, like, maybe a How We Met episode or something. Um, But he didn't say much or anything, so I was just kind of nice to him. I didn't see anything at all, really, in him um, because he, I found out, was younger than me. And he was about two years younger than me. And I thought that that was just, like, extremely, like, no, that's not who God wants for me because he's younger. I had been convinced that I had to have somebody who was older and more mature and everything like that. So I didn't really give him the time of day for a little bit. Um, and, and then one day I just kind of felt like the urge. I actually went and listened to that testimony episode he had done. And I was just like, wow, this guy sounds really mature for his age. Like, this is really good. Like, I'm just, I'm very impressed. But I was still kind of convinced that I probably shouldn't go out with him because he was just, he was younger than me. Well, and then one day... One of my little cousins also lived in Colombia, and I was just going to be going there to go watch him. Well, I just kind of threw it out there because I kind of had a small interest in him, even though I was trying to tell myself that I didn't. And I just kind of reached out, reached out to him, and I said, hey, like, do you just want to do something? Like, no, it's last minute, but like, whatever, if you want to do something. And of course, he was immediately like, yes, like, please, let's do it. Let's go somewhere. And so um, we ended up meeting up that night. And um, my family wasn't super happy about me um, going on a date with somebody that was younger. They had already seen me go through one of the worst heartbreaks that I had had. That they were just very concerned about if it went any further than that because he was so much younger. He was still in high school and they were just very, you know, they wanted me to be very cautious about it. But I ended up going on um, our date afterwards and I got to know him. We ended up staying at the restaurant for like three hours, just talking and getting to know each other really, really well. And actually, whenever I left, I called Manali and I said, oh no, I, I, I think I'm catching feelings for this guy. And I really tried to convince myself that I didn't. I said, but my parents don't like him. I guess, you know, what, what can I do? Um, you know, maybe this is my sign. I just, I really just need to cut him off. Um... And I really tried to do that. And then it's like I couldn't. Like it was almost like God wasn't letting me do that. 
I couldn't bring myself to do it. I felt in my heart I didn't want to do it in the slightest. I started to feel very conflicted about everything. Um, I didn't really know what to do. And I have this prayer journal that I ended up bringing out. And I just started praying. I wrote down my prayers in it. I still have this prayer today. And I mentioned this guy in one of my prayers. And I said, God, I, I see you in him. I said, I, I know that. I said, there, there's just something special about him. I was like, I, I really have an interest in him. I have feelings for him now after getting to know him. God, please, if you want this to happen, I said, you're going to have to make it work because I'm not going to. I just can't. I said, I'm not going to make it work. If you want it to happen, then oh well, I, I guess it'll happen. Shortly after that, my parents really almost completely did like um, a 180 and they were very accepting and they decided that, that they wanted to give him a chance and they actually did want to meet him. And so Jackson and I started um, getting to know each other a little bit more and then he met my parents and long story short, my parents have adored him ever since. Um, and then once I got to know him, I was like, this guy is way beyond his age. I said, he's more mature than any other guy I've ever met <laughs> that is my age. Um, there was just something so special about him. And it wasn't like I had to change anything about him. Not had to change, that was the wrong way to put it. Um, there wasn't anything that I knew I was going to have issues with. He believed the same things as me. He didn't really go to parties. He didn't drink or anything. And those were the exact same beliefs and morals and values that I had. And they already aligned before we even had to talk about it or anything. And we just immediately clicked. He understood. He understood me. And I just, it was unlike anything I had ever, you know, seen before. I was like, he's so young. I just don't see how it's possible. And we started dating. And it was really crazy because I just kind of had this overwhelming, just like peace, like God was saying to me, do you, do you see what I did? Um, cause I had asked him, I was like, why did you put me in that relationship? Like I haven't learned anything from it. I don't understand. And God said, you would have never met Jackson had I not put you through what I went through. He was like, you, you would have never met him. You would have never known who he was had you not been in that relationship. And it makes me emotional wanting to talk about it because it's just, you know, my story and my testimony is still being written. But seeing everything come full circle with God is just the most overwhelming sense of peace that you will ever get. And Jackson and I are still dating today and our story is still being written, of course. And I have a long way to go with my testimony, but that's kind of where it ends for now. Because like I said, there's still such a long way to go. And so many more chapters that have to be written of my story. But that's pretty much it for as far as like the story part of my testimony goes. And as far as what I've learned from this, it's just a crazy amount. Looking back, I was just this insecure little girl who thought the biggest deal in the world was just not making a dance team. And looking back now, I like laugh and I'm like, oh my gosh, how silly was I to be so upset over that? But it really, it meant a lot to me you know, that, that became my idol. And I guess kind of a, a moral that I've learned just talking about this is anything can be your idol. It can be a person you're in a relationship with. It can be a sport. It can be um, a material item. If you let it consume you and you let it become your idol, it's going to fail. And you have to be able to make God your top priority 
and you have to allow him to work in your life, but you have to make sure everything else comes second to that. Um, and that's something I'm still working with today, still learning that. I still have a lot to learn, but that's kind of where it ends. And the relationship I'm in now is unlike anyone I've ever been before. Um, he immediately showed me what that you know spiritual leadership was in a healthy relationship way almost immediately. Um, he's very involved in church, and he wanted me involved with him. And we still do that today. We both still have a long way to go, but I'm... <laughs> I'm just, like I said, it makes me emotional because it's crazy seeing how God answers your prayer in the craziest ways, and he's going to use your story for something good. All right, so I think that that's pretty much it for this episode, and I really hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm sorry if my voice sounds a little bit shaky. Um, Doing a testimony is always very hard, and anybody that's ever done that knows that it it can be hard opening back up. a closed can of worms, I guess. And I really just hope you guys got something from this. If you have any questions or comments or concerns, please feel free to reach out to me um, over Instagram DM. And like I mentioned before, the Lackadar podcast is a podcast that my now boyfriend is a co-host of and um, the host of it, his name is Ben. Uh, They've asked me to be on their podcast to do a Testimonial Tuesday, so if you guys want to, just make sure you look out for that sometime in November, but until then, I'll see you guys in season two. Bye, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today, and if you liked it, please be sure to subscribe to us and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Through Faith Podcast, and everything will be linked down below, and if you have any questions or episode ideas that you'd like to hear from us, please be sure to email us, and I'll also link that down in the description below. Bye, guys.